0: Welcome to the show, my name is MJ and this is Transcending Into Tech Thank you for joining us in our first inaugural episode of Transcending into Tech, the show that looks at the intersecting lines of technology, humanity, and the always evolving human experience towards a post-human world. In our podcast series, we look at the emerging factors impacting the human condition and whenever possible, place some of the predictions we believe might become the realities of tomorrow. For better or worse, we cannot escape the cascading impact of modern-day technology to the actual human state. And it's through these podcasts that we'd hope to probably give you a more well-informed view of the trends that are probably worth keeping an eye on and how they'll probably impact your day-to-day life. So with that being said, of course, thank you for showing up and uh, being a part of the show. Now, with that being said, you know, I want to be uh, putting this out there. Um, COVID-19 has probably done a lot, one of which was actually accelerate the program to actually come to fruition uh, I'll be quite honest with you. I was at home, and I do I do a lot of other things. Uh, and this was actually one of the things that actually popped up was you know this project that I've always been thinking about with with, with regards to doing my own podcast. So it uh, it definitely was a enabling moment. Let's just put it this way. With that being said, of course, um, it's worth noting that I thought you know what, let's me do some research here on on COVID nineteen and interpersonal relationships, interpersonal connections. I think that's something that was quite interesting as we see this 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 unique situation evolve with with COVID. And uh that's where I thought I'd probably want to start with initially. Now it's interesting to note, you know, we a lot of us know some of what what happened with the whole COVID nineteen story or the coronavirus as it came out. And uh, a lot of it has to do, you know, it well, initially did have a point of origin somewhere. A lot of people are saying it was Wuhan. And there are other new uh, new stories coming out from different parts of the region, but it was definitely done, it was probably in the China area. Uh, and what happened was, is obviously the, uh, the, the, the virus started to spread, started to become a bit of a, a concern, an epidemic. Uh, and as you know, people at the time were very well connected, very interconnected, right? Um, it, it kind of showed us how this interconnectivity was not only the best feature of, of uh, our humanity in a sense, but is also uh, one that could also uh, probably hit us uh, pretty hard if it was to go in the wrong right and the wrong side of things. And in particular, with when we talk about pandemics, you know, um, there's a lot of interpersonal relationships that get affected. But I think the, the big thing that everybody started to realize was, you know, how, how people were reacting to the whole thing, you know, even on a government to people or community level definitely wasn't um it wasn't the most ideal state let's just put it this way and it's still not the ideal state and i'm saying this right now we are in june of 2020 and we still see some of these issues happening right now but let's go back to the show so how are some of the ways of you know interpersonal communications you know intersecting uh changed how did it change because you know uh, how often did people were w- utilize technology in this way and i'm talking about the, the the inter you know the telecommunication piece a lot of the technology that we've had for a long time and probably had for granted you know uh how did that actually help uplift some of our setup uh, initially and how has it given us a sort of a small glimpse of how the possible new norm would look like in the future that's something that was really interesting to to once once you actually look at it from a from a from a higher angle uh, and that's definitely something we would like to you know probably look into and uh one of the things i noticed as well is, you know one interesting point what has been is like you know imagine we had probably been 10 20 years bef- behind what we have today you know how would he how would we have weathered this whole pandemic had we only had you know uh text messages and so on and so forth would it would have been more you know more reliability on the terrestrials forms of communication you know satellite or cable and radio and 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 to a degree an earlier form of the internet that's probably an interesting thing to kind of look at how would you how could have we been a better place uh, had it not been for at least for the majority of the world and I don't say this in the sense that everybody has high-speed broadband internet connectivity uh, but how how could have it been you know, it had it been in another time, right? And that's why a lot of people are going back into history and revising and seeing things like the Spanish flu and how governments and people were actually trying to address the situation uh, back then. So that's quite interesting and that's uh, something that's worth looking at. Of course, there's a lot of a lot of interesting writing that came out as well that I thought I'd like to share as well while we're in the show. In an essay by Tim Lieberk uh, published in March of uh, 2020 with Psychology Today publication, Lieberk actually mentions on the reality of living with the virus and how it had caused for humanity to kind of come out with the best and worst scenarios of its own kind. And he made an argument that humanity, regardless of the situation, usually will tend to more or less flourish in difficult times like these. And to that point, many of us have actually seen that, you know, we've noticed the great relief work and the great first responders and health workers uh, doing a great job of actually addressing the very difficult very intricate and very challenging landscape with regards to COVID-19. It's also worth noting while groups of people work to maintain and create the necessary bonds to get through these difficult times, the very notion of closeness among people uh, is still challenged, you know, given that the virus actually given had given us new rule sets to manage, you know, that, you know, if you're too close to a person presented itself, you know, some unique challenges, let's just put it this way, or difficulties uh, in people being able to be Closely attached with other everybody else, so that was an interesting situation that, that evolved obviously, and you know with further rulings and further uh, directives relating to social distancing, the very nomer or the very common topic of social distancing in itself was actually, if you if you would put it in an, in the form of an oxymoron of a situation, right? So it basically it's it was a self contradictory thing. You know, you're trying to be close with people, but you got to be social distant with each other. And it's kind of like, that's an interesting place to be, really. And uh, that's where we are. And that's that's just the way it's going to be for quite some time. And while some people might have think, you know, that, there might, that, that this would cause a loneliness epidemic, and that was a big concern a lot of, uh, especially with health workers or mental health workers, um, we have proven somewhat f- resilient with even despite those harsh uh, social distancing measures. And, you know, there was an interesting uh, University of Georgia, uh, Georgia study that surprisingly finds uh, that more people were more connected to their households, neighbors, social networks uh, than they normally would have been had it not been for this case. So, you know, uh, on the flip side, there is something interesting to look at. And uh, while, yes, it is true that, you know, a lot of people did expect that productivity plummeted, it actually held in many cases thanks to some of the existing infrastructure and and, and, and investments, let's just put it this way, in people uh, and and nations towards uh, telecommunications or information technology. I think this is now, I think we have not yet understood the benefits of what we've been actually receiving with the base infrastructure that we've been doing. All of those connecting C-cable lines, you know, around the world – um, has finally given us uh, an opportunity, really, to maintain, at least for whatever we could maintain, some form of normal uh, norm- uh, normality or some uh, form of, you know, being able to continue with our day-to-day lives, uh, despite the challenges that, you know, we, we definitely have. So that that in itself is, is quite interesting. And with that being said, of course, I'll go now and say that we're going to now shift to our second part of the show. We'll go in deep and discuss digital fitness, and human connection. And we'll basically look and understand at how these two principles were actually key to actually enabling us to be more resilient during this particular pandemic. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. And welcome back. So coming back to this... uh, Interesting point that I mentioned earlier. So, I recently came across uh, one article on Forbes magazine titled uh, Businesses and the Human Connection. And one of the interesting points that were made revolved around the concept of digital fitness. Today, COVID 19 is showing us, and many companies actually, if you're looking at the corporate angle of it, the overall need to check the pulse of their digital fitness. What is digital fitness? What are we talking about when we say digital fitness? It's basically how we as a people or company. Or a group of people are able to convert towards a more robust remote and digital work flow of our day-to-day lives. Okay, so I think in everybody's uh, side of things, I mean, we've probably seen some elements of that already. And I think what it's showing is that COVID-19 has pretty much shown us an opportunity right now for us to check uh, on the pulse of our digital fitness and how we can actually move and transition to these digital workflows quickly when a situation with you know, a pathogen-related case, right, uh, such as coronaviruses, uh, you know, what would we need to be able to adapt as people, as, as human beings, in order to actually be able to continue what we do, uh, and that is to survive, right? And uh, with that being said, of course, it's obvious the businesses that were most digitally fit reported that teams are experiencing more camaraderie and improved communication overall, which is quite interesting, despite not being actually face to face with a lot of people. Again, a lot of people probably have been working in a remote-like working or setting, um, and might not have actually experienced that much of a disruption. If it came to, especially when we talk about the knowledge economy-based workers, they don't seem to have been impacted as much as you know your regular factory or your regular manufacturing base um, or even service-related businesses, right? Because even within the services themselves, you know, there's. There's a lot of interactivity, and that's actually core and parcel for for the business, and uh, and one could not obviously take away the educational sector as well. The education sector in itself is is quite an interesting one that we'll probably talk about in later in more details. Um, you know, now there's an author, Mitch Album, who wrote the book The Five People You Meet in Heaven and Tuesdays with Maury, is currently writing a novel in real time called Human Touch which deals with projected problems associated with a decline in human touch. And what's interesting is that album is actually currently posting a chapter online every week. I'm going to encourage everybody to have a look at it, and you can get definitely all of this and the other references I brought up earlier on today's episode's uh, show notes, which you'll definitely find on our pod, uh, podcast page. So definitely worth looking at uh, some of those things as well. You know, it's, it's coming back to the point I'm, I'm trying to highlight here the value of people, right, the value of real people working towards problems quickly, well-rooted technological infrastructures has been had been able to give us this ability for us to, you know, almost skyrocket ourselves into uh, in a situation where we can actually maintain the current status quo of things. So it's always interesting that, you know, while despite, yes, uh, there is a difficulty in, in actually being able to look at what is considered the, the new normal, But it's worth noting that the more we tend to shift or push our digital workloads or digital workflows, uh, even within our own personal lives, we can actually potentially reach to a point where we can actually quite literally work in this setting uh, and maintain a set of morale that actually is good for us too. And we're going to shift now to our final segment of the show. I'll share some of my main observations on trends and even predict a few things related to today's episode, so please stick around for the final stretch. Welcome back. So, as you know, it's, it's not going to be a secret anymore. I think we're going to have to realize that COVID-19 is probably going to be part of our near-foreseeable future. Unless, of course, a, a vaccine comes out and will take a few years for it to actually get removed from the face of this earth. However, with that being said, we have two starkly different approaches. Either we're going to still keep trying to hide from this reality of actually living with the virus, or we're going to tackle it head on, pushing the new normal into the day-to-day lives of our businesses and, of course, our communities. So with that being said, of course, what do we expect to happen, right, trends-wise? For starters, communications is only going to skyrocket upwards now. Okay, businesses are frantically currently right now trying to reconnect, and rebrand their products to obviously uh, their loyal customer bases, given the assumption that, you know, earlier communication had been broken and that they need to fix things and that they need to take it to the new normal. Doing things like contactless delivery, example, you know, uh, uh, for, for restaurants and so on and so forth. So we definitely need to realize that. Our communications reliance is only going to increase further on, even more so for developing uh, nations and countries who will feel the pinch of, you know, economic recovery uh, moving forward. Now, the second thing is obviously we'll need to be adept uh, when we deal with communication uh, skills. So that's going to be something that'll be uh, interesting to get people to actually manage their day-to-day lives with these new communication mechanisms and of course the technology itself will obviously always improve it's just the principle of constantly being engaged constantly being connected uh that's only going to be further uh going to be further rooted into the whole uh, mix of things now one other thing that's an interesting thing to see as well if we talked about the moral landscape of things places of worship um to a degree, are going to face uh, unique challenges, especially when we talk about the social distancing factors applied to them. You know, there was a recent Gallup study that was done in the United States, uh, and they've noticed recently that uh, a lot of religious services have been pushing themselves towards a more virtual setting. And, uh, in the you know, in the midst of all of this that's actually been going on, in particular with U.S. churches. So there is definitely going to be question as to how, religion in the in in the broader sense of it is going to 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 work and obviously you know uh, churches obviously work with the donations of their um, followers so it'll be interesting to see that you know how they will actually re- redo their businesses uh according to the certain circumstances that they have right now. And this is also going to be applicable, by the way, to other denominations and faiths across the world who probably have some sort of, you know, um, protected statuses in their respective countries. Another area that I definitely see probably struggling, and there are some already, uh, there's some new... Documents coming out, I wouldn't say documents, but there are interesting articles coming out on this, is how education is going to actually struggle with the lack of interpersonal connectivity. Um, Many are beginning to question the necessity of physical classrooms in the wake of the digital fitness aspect that we've, you know, we've been talking about earlier. Um, But, you know, with that keeping in mind, uh, you know, these institutions are going to face some very unique challenges, Given that you know the role of the educational institutes were more than just to impart pieces of knowledge or, or knowledge in general to, 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 to in a, in a you know more of a scholastic uh, tradition, um, it did include a lot of other things that were interpersonal in nature, extracurricular in nature, depending on which, uh, which, which government or which country or whichever uh, model you're using, and that is. Um, going to be an interesting place to be looking at right now. Um, We definitely, definitely need to keep an eye on that because I think the education system is quite important. It's actually a make or break industry for anybody. And I think if that is not being addressed in the near term, we could possibly see some very unique uh, observations come out of it. Honestly, I would love to talk about this in more detail as people start to really get back to the normality piece of things. I.e., when it comes to like you know the up and coming academic years that are the going to start possibly this coming September, it'd be very interesting what kinds of situations are being deployed by different countries and economies in order to be able to facilitate education. Is it education that we used to uh, have back in the old days, or is it going to be a new form of education with a new normal implied into it? So um, that's something we I'm interested in watching and definitely would like to cover in uh, in, in a future episode for sure. So with that all being said, I mean, it's very important. The key items that I'm probably trying to summarize here is we know that certain institutions are going to stay digital only, okay? But they're still going to be augmented with human beings at some point, somewhere down the line. I mean, we have yet to see the levels of, you know, AI being able to cover these fields, but they are coming up and they will actually reach to a point where a a form of artificial intelligence will be able to mimic or perceive individual feelings, and then based on certain algorithms running in the background, be able to give provide uh, the right inputs and outputs to address that particular uh, concern or query from the actual human being. We're definitely going to have to see how we understand our professional relationships, how they have benefited the situation, and also impacted or have been impacted as a result of COVID-19. Will these traits actually continue onwards from this from this time onwards, you know, in terms of this is going to be attributable traits that will actually be shared with the next form or the next generation of us uh, is definitely something worth looking at. And with that being said, this is the end of our show. Thank you for being with us today, and we've hoped that this row is actually informative and insightful. Transcending into tech will continue to bring some great insights needed in a constantly changing world. Please do feel free to share this with your friends, family, uh, and subscribe to our podcast. We're going to start engaging with people on our social media platforms, so I would definitely love to hear back from you guys, and I would love to to, to to you know get any insights maybe for potential new episodes that you'd like to have on this show. You can check us out on our webpage at transtech.xyz, that is T-R-A-N-S-T-E-C dot X-Y-Z. Or you can check us out on the Stitcher podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, or pretty much any of the other podcasting directories around there because we have been very fortunate to be with Captivate as our podcasting partner, and we've been able to basically uh, take this podcast outwards. So I'm really hoping and I'm really uh, incited about the new shows that we'll be having. We'll be looking at bringing guests. We'll be looking at bringing really interesting and cutting-edge technology Uh, items that will actually challenge people to think a lot more about where we are going as a human species, right? So I'm really excited about this show, and I'm really thankful that you've been actually able to be patient to listening to my voice uh, in this episode one, and I hope you'd be back on episode two. So until next time, this is MJ signing off, and I'll see you soon with Transcending Into Tech.